Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Clara Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all things revenue and how to increase profit and revenue in general at your dance studio. We all know there are a couple of ways that we can you know, increase the bottom line, but there's some new things that you could consider adding to your business to increase that profit and be able to take home a very like a decent amount of money. We're not trying to be millionaires over here, but we also need to earn a salary and eat and live. So <laughs> we are going to chat all about that today and how to build the bottom line at your dance studio. So let's jump straight into today's episode. So at our dance studios, we all know the most common ways that we make money and that is with class tuition, whether it be monthly or weekly or quarterly, uh, as well as private lessons and, you know, a couple of other like workshops and things in general um, would be a way that we do that. So we have that as our baseline revenue and that's something that we can sort of easily track, you know, as long as student retention is sort of staying at an even level and we're slowly gaining new students throughout the year. So that's really awesome. Other ways that we can add revenue for growth and not all of these things are like quick fix money and that's sort of not what I'm talking about today. It's it's thinking about this in a strategic 12-month or, you know, five-year plan really uh, and looking at your calendar in general to see where the dips are throughout the year where you could pre-plan events to increase profit. So, for example, we know uh, in Australia our our school year runs essentially from the end of January to the start of December, but really the end of November. So we have December and all of January where we don't have regular classes. And I have a number of full-time staff. I have two locations to pay rent for. I have loans and just... Anyway, there's a lot of money coming out. So we need to be thinking about how to bring profit into the business during those quiet months. Um, and again, but previously I potentially haven't had um, the capacity after the concert to be or during the concert to be organising workshops and things. But now with said full-time amazing staff that have to be paid over that period, we have been able to delegate that to ensure that uh, we are bringing in money during that quiet period. But there might even just be like, you know, in Australia, we have four terms. So we have these little holiday breaks in between. There is a couple of weeks always when or towards the end of term where money is a little bit tight. So you could have a look at your calendar and, you know, flag when you know that you generally have smaller cash flow and you could start to plan these things 12 months in advance to give yourself 
your give yourself time to prepare and organize and also to alert your parents and family so that they can keep it in their budget or know for instance if you're running a holiday camp that they could use you say over the local um vacation care i know for example in like america summer camps are just huge and so it's probably something that you guys are doing and really nailing um but for us in australia it's definitely not as common would you say mariah no definitely not i just don't think it's a thing that's known like it's not like oh yeah they're gonna definitely run a summer summer Mm. camp like it's just not a thing that all studios do say it's not yeah and like so many, and I think I've noticed a change in the last few years, so many parents still have to work over that yes. period. And I think that that's the difference um, in America too, that I know in general annual leave is shorter. So I think that there's no other option mm. um, other than sending kids or putting them into Something. awesome camps, to be yeah. honest. Um, and, you know, that's sounds fun. Yeah. Um, but in Australia, I do think a lot of people take quite a few weeks off over that December, January period. Yes. And so um, it just seems to be people in general are a bit more flexible maybe with their childcare. But I've noticed in the last few years that that has started to change where both yes. parents are probably working full time. They might not be able to take the six or seven, no. eight weeks off that um, their kids need. So yeah. there is a lot of options um, for that, but that's a really great place to start to have, you know, look at your calendar, have a think or like, you know, look at your past reports, your bank account, your zero reports, if you use zero or my, whatever you use and have a look at the times where you're like, oh, like that was tight. I had to move money around or you just felt like a bit, you know, you get that like uncomfortable feeling like, oh, how am I going to pay that next month? Have a look at those times and have a think about what you could do and what you could plan to build that revenue and something like a pop-up workshop or a holiday camp um, or something I... Um, have seen I haven't tried it yet so this is just an idea is you know as a studio owner if you're not teaching as many classes as before or private lessons you know having like a pop-up workshop day with you as a studio owner whether it be you know an evening or half a day on a weekend and just saying you know I've got five slots available for an hour and that's 80 100 whatever you want to charge and putting them up and if you know, if if it's someone that they potentially don't get to use all the time, or someone they love, or as a studio owner again, if it's like you know you're coming to it with a particular skill, uh, it might be a, an exciting way to get some time with you, um, and then also just again build revenue in those yeah. quiet periods. So that's a really really good place to start. Have a look at where your tricky times are and plan some things around that. So some things that we do ongoing is things like uniforms. So that is something that you could have in your branding, different colours, all year round. So you could have, you know, a a standard set of costumes or uniforms and have those for sale in your reception or online, whatever is easiest for you. But one way we find uh, the best to get the, the uh, getting customers to buy is by doing sort of seasonal drops. Mm-hmm. So we'll do limited edition something. So in winter, it might be a limited edition jacket or a limited edition track pant, or now we are currently getting printed dance bags and we are going to sell them only at rehearsals and concert um 
first and that'll be a great Christmas present. So we'll have those. And then again, if we have them left over, we'll sell them into next year. So there's things that we do like that to get additional revenue throughout the year that are limited edition. So it, it builds hype knowing yeah. that you can only have them for a certain period. And I was going to say, when we do those limited edition drops, it's usually through a pre-order system. Mm. So we're not buying 200 in the hopes that 200 are going to go. And if they don't, they're just sitting in stock mm. and you've just you wasted, know, wasted money. money. We do a pre-order, make sure we get the exact amount of people who want to buy that. And that's what we order. Mm. You know, we're not ordering overboard if we're not going to sell it. So no. we just pre-order it. you got to get your, your order in by this date yeah. and then you order it and then all of them are gone and mm. you got your money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's a really great way mm. to not have an extra expense in a time where you're trying to generate yes. money. So that's a really good point. Um, so the pre-order is a great system. And then again, sometimes like the Christmas bags, we know that we'll that's going to be an item we potentially want to have going into next year. So yeah. we're happy to order 50 or 100, Um, but that's not always the case. Like I don't want to have 50 onesies or 50, I don't know. Yeah, just track pants when it's summer. Exactly. And like for instance, for us, we don't sell a lot of winter wear because we have summer a winter for approximately three weeks. So, (laughs) um, But that's something to consider. Another thing ongoing and what we've been putting quite a bit of effort into this year is hiring out the studio in our quiet period. So that's, you know, for us, it's during the day, um, on Sundays. And by getting, you know, three or four or five regular hires, it really does bring in a really good amount of revenue into the studio. And I look at it as like cancelling out rent, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So that's sort of what my aim is. And like, I have a goal that I would love to have as many hires to cover rent that I'm not near that yet, but it's a goal and something that we work on. Um, Now my office manager, Crystal manages pretty much all of our studio hires. So we have like a booklet um, or just like a Google doc where we have all the price, all the questions that people generally ask. And then we have the studio set up in a way that we show them how to unlock and, uh, had it at the first time and then they really just have access to a lockbox which has a key uh, to enter and exit as they need like yes there does come a few like security issues but we have all their information so it's we're not really worried um, too much and again nothing has ever happened so it's pretty easy to say it like that um, but Obviously, if people have had bad experiences, I understand it's a bit tricky. But I would really encourage you to reach out and find someone who takes classes or workshops and things that aren't in competition, obviously, with you. So you're not wanting – yeah, you're not wanting like a gymnastics group or something. But I like we have um, capoeira people at the school. We've got – Zumba. Zumba. We have um, a a sound healing – um, group that has oh, like that big like metal I? bowl that does like the like the ooh like the did not know that yeah so calm apparently yeah <laughs> yoga <laughs> we've got yoga yeah. um and then our probably our biggest hire is um core dance yeah. which is one of our hires and they are have like an over 50s group that do a variety of like jazz and fitness and tap is their like one of their huge mm. ones and they hire during the morning. So that's a great relationship to have in that I, my core demographic is, is not that age group. Um, not that we don't offer adult classes, but I don't target those, um, that age group specifically. Yeah. So it's 
it's so fine um, and we sort of have a, a, a mutually beneficial relationship. Oh, yes. That was what I was going to say, but I couldn't <laughs> think of the words and just started tapping my fingers together. <laughs> and staring at me yeah. <laughs> like I knew what was going on in her brain. Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I do know. <laughs> yeah. So that's something else. Like, again, it's one of those things, though, that you don't always have time to actively be seeking people out, but you could take a day or a morning or a couple of hours, pop up your studio details on local hiring websites. Sometimes like the council has like a portal that you can put things up. You could pop it on Facebook um, and then you could maybe create some social posts that get mm. scheduled to go out once a month. Yeah. So you're not having to redo or, that. Um, community Facebook groups as well. Yes. Because they may not be following your mm. your um dance studio page yeah so putting them into community pages as well like the local area yeah so that they sometimes they don't even think about hiring a dance Mm. studio like they I don't know I feel like when you're going to hire a place sometimes you just don't think of it and then when you see a post and you're like oh Oh, that would work I could have done that like let's do that or whatever so just a little reminder every now and then for new people that come along and are wanting to hire a space essentially Mm. Yeah, and like the other week, we normally do run birthday parties for kids, um, but we just couldn't – all of our stuff were away and it just didn't work. But we so we hired out to someone who had their own birthday party and um, had like an entertainer come in separately. So that was really good. But, again, I would have charged more cleaning fees in hindsight oh. just because cake. But Gotcha. Mm something to consider so other things are looking at your performances so generally obviously we have a a big production or end of year recital or something like that uh you know I do it yearly I know some people do it bi-annually um I would suggest looking at doing it yearly if you're wanting to increase revenue because yes it's a lot more work but overall you can take a, a profit from things like concert tickets and costumes and X, Y, Z, all the things that come along with it. So, and again, I think it's more about retaining those students. Mm. Really, really important. But then have a look at something potentially like a media showcase. So that's something that we added like sort of between our semesters. So in the middle of the year for retention purposes, because I noticed we were having a bit of a drop from term one to term two, which is like the first quarter of our year. So people were like really keen, started out, and then either like, you know, life got busy or maybe they thought, oh, I, you know, I just need a break or, or whatever it was. But there was we weren't really wor- working towards anything in, mm. in particular. So like back in, back in my day, <laughs> like when I was a kid, we were always working towards exams and we still yeah. do that. But it's a very small portion of our student base now who actually want to take exams yeah. where I would say 95 well, what do you yeah, say, 98? Even, even when I was dancing, it was like you do your exams. I understand it wasn't a choice. Concert, yeah. yeah. Well, it was, but it wasn't. Yeah, you, you just did it. You did it. Yeah. Everyone did their exam. Yeah. Where nowadays, like, I get it. There's so much more exams and pressure and stuff at school. People potentially don't want to have it in their fun hobby. Mm. That's fine. Mm. But we looked at adding a media showcase, which was just a really relaxed, uh, fun way for students to perform and it is relaxed because it helps us in planning it's quite simple to plan we just I have it at a local hall there is tickets that we sell but only on the day uh there's no costume so there's mm. none of that 
uniform, no night, no costume pressure. <laughs> no costume pressure. So we're not making more money on that, but then we also on the day we'll set up a shop and we have our uniform items for sale. So another way um, we are making some profit. Um, other, uh, like as I mentioned before, holiday camps and things are a great way to have um, ongoing times throughout the year where you're getting students and using the most out of your space. And then you could look at something like a musical. Maybe that's something you could do in another quiet time of the year. And yes, it just sounds like I'm adding a whole bunch of stuff to your to-do list, but depending on the size of your team, it might be something that you can start to delegate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could, uh, one of your teachers, you could promote to a musical director or you could hand off a part of the studio, um, jobs or responsibilities to another team member so you sort of have to be obviously at a certain size to be able to do that and afford to pay someone but there does become a time I feel where you're at this growth point and to kind of get to the next level you either have to take a jump Mm. in terms of hiring more people or or it's good to just stay in a in a comfortable zone and I think that that is totally fine and a really good idea too because even though, yes, you get a lot more done with more team members, there is a lot more management and there is a lot more expenses. Um, again, I don't know the ins and outs of other countries, but like in Australia, you know, top of wages, you've got super and insurance. Um, super, I don't even – I think that's like the um, – the in America, it's like the 410K or the – you know that oh, thing they talk yeah. about? Um, that's what we call superannuation. Yeah. If you're listening to this going – Oh, what is it's you know like what I mean money you put away for when you retire yes but it is like isn't it 401k or something yeah something like that it's like three numbers in a k yes yeah. I think <laughs> yeah <it is. laughs> sorry Mariah might have a live google 401k yes what is is this US version of Australia's superannuation oh, 401k I, I thought I was right but you yeah. just never know yeah you're um, right so well I don't even know what I was talking about now you will, you have oh, to pay for super. Yes, and and, yeah. and like in Australia, it's now I think it's nearly eleven percent of wages. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's all these things, and it's, it all makes sense. And as someone who is a taxpayer and a, a human, like fantastic, I think it's so great. But it's all extra expenses mm-hmm. you've got to consider and take into account. So. Last two little things I want to touch on is adding maybe something that's different to what you do. So say if you don't teach acrobatics or you don't do circus or you don't do hip hop, finding a guest teacher and making it like a one-off workshop creates excitement. It might even be leading into something that you're going to start in the future or it might just be a good opportunity again to have a guest and build hype and community and connection in the studio and have that as a one-off thing that you don't have to worry about moving forward. It could even be something like if you don't, offer adult classes usually and you might offer a workshop to do with a particular theme or a beginner style workshop um, that is always a good option and lastly I would say with costumes only because I'm still in the thick of it in the th- like I guess I'm not in the thick of it anymore no, you're, you're just trying to swim out I'm just I'm like, like getting pulled yeah I'm <laughs> like someone is trying to drown me <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Um, You need to make a markup on costumes. There's just no other option. Like I have been doing this for four months more of my life. And so I like I deserve to be paid. And that is like a part of running a business. And so if you're buying a costume for $30, you 
you don't charge don't 35. Charge you need to charge a significant portion for the time spent sizing, measuring, sourcing, resizing, reordering, calling the postman who delivered it to the wrong address and then... Someone sent the wrong size. Uh, just all of that. There's so you, many things. So many things. So you you need to add a mark up onto that and I'm just very passionate about it at the mm-hmm. moment because it's, it's fine, I'm fine. <laughs> um, so that is a, a, just an absolute plethora of ideas that I wanted to share with you guys today. Um Sorry if this episode went all over the shop, but I, I hope that that's given you an idea um, into a couple of ways that you could start to look at adding more revenue into your business because that is what it is. So I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us today, Mariah. No worries. And I look forward to seeing you guys very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.